Listeners, welcome back. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Yes, this is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie or several horror movies, uh, which we will um, spoil. Spoil. But, yep, all of them. All of them. New, hey, old. Recently watched. Yet to be released. You know, recently watched, we try not to spoil, but uh, that depends on uh, which person who's talking about their recently watched. Um we're not professional critics. We're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Ziggy. Hi. And Will. Uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. And Jolian. Happy New Year. So, um... Perfect. Yeah. Happy New Year. Um, Will, do you want to start Recently Watched? No, no. I, I, I should go last. Okay. Ziggy, do you want to uh, talk about some stuff you've watched recently? Yeah. Um, I haven't been watching that much, honestly. Probably because um, you've been packing. I've been packing like crazy, doing a lot of a lot of things. Um, mostly Doctor Who. We're finally on the thirteenth Doctor, and um, going crazy. The writing is bad, so bad. But um, uh-huh. Jodie Whittaker is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I saw Broadchurch, which a bunch of Doctor Who actors are in. Yeah. Um, and I didn't recognize her. I was like, why does she look familiar? <laughs> um, but it's she's in it, and she was great then. And I think she's great now. It's lovely to see her. I don't know if they meant to make her so queer, but she's like really queer coded, I think. A lot of her companions are too, but I don't know. I think the show's going in cool directions. I think they just need to get their um, writing up to snuff because hmm. it's it's pretty bad right now. We haven't gotten to any of like the, the crossover episodes where they try to do a bunch of stuff at once. We're still pretty early, but um, it's it's suffering a little bit from from poor writing um i have been reading some which is interesting because i've been like really busy so time to read i don't know but i've been finding it um i read the handmaid's tale which i really loved and i'm about to start the show uh when i have time uh because i'm really excited about that i thought it was fantastic um i'm reading the testaments now which is like the second one um i've been reading i've been on some weird kick i don't know i'm always on like a female story kick but i started reading um or rereading rose matter which is a stephen king book yes um i really liked that one when i read it originally i think i read it when i was pretty young though like it was one of the first stephen king books i read so rereading it now has been interesting um and then i was reading gerald's game too which is pretty intense i haven't seen the movie and i'm like halfway through the book but it's kind of rough i don't know I might not finish that one. Yeah. Do they use the word degloving? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I haven't gotten there yet. I don't want it. Yeah, you know. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a face, Richard, pulled there. <laughs> mm. 
um i think honestly though like the book is is rough there's a lot of rough stuff in there but they um there's like a wild rabid dog that comes in and he's been like neglected and kicked out and he's starving but stephen king decides to give us like the dog's point of view and it's really sad i don't like a lot of awful things are happening it's like oh that's terrible oh no what's she gonna do and this dog comes in he's like but i'm so hungry and sad it's like no not the dog it's very like I don't know. I had the same moment when I watched like John Wick. I think everybody did. They're like, no. Yeah. Not the dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I think that's it for me. Only a couple of things. <laughs> I sent, <laughs> I sent you a link to uh, this podcast called Faculty of Horror, which you really like. And the okay. last episode they did was about Scream. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a couple of women. One of them is the editor of Rue Morgue magazine. Okay. Uh, but the, the, they're both like uh, academic uh, uh, students and writers, and uh, so yeah, that's, they're really smart, but they're funny too. So I, I think cool. really, really enjoy that. Yeah, wow. I'm planning on seeing the new All from things birthday. our show doesn't have. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smart and funny women. Thanks. Smart or funny anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there were, if we like to be alternative, don't we? Yeah. Sure. If there were when t- all other podcasts are entertaining, uh-huh. we stand by and say, no, we're not going to entertain you. Right. That's not our job. Yeah, we're not paid to do this. Not a trained monkey. <laughs> uh, I think what we need to have is a soundboard. You know, like uh, like the, the wacky morning. Sound effects. Well, you know, like the, the wacky morning shows will have little sound uh-huh. bites. Yeah. Yeah, I think we yeah. need, we need to get like a bunch of uh, uh, Britishisms and have Jolian say them, <laughs> and then we'll just like interject them occasionally. What, what would that do? I, I don't know. Crikey! I don't know. <laughs> Crikey! No, that's <laughs> that's Australian. Australian I think. Yeah, yeah, that's Australian. What would you say? What would, I don't know. Like, uh, what are you on about? <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> You know, I've heard more like overtly American people say that than English people. But how many English, how many English people, people do, you do you talk to? <laughs> well, at least Good one. Question. At least one I can think of. <laughs> do me a favor. <laughs> there you go. Oh See? man, that is almost. Uh, what's his name? Dick Van Patten? No, Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. <laughs> oh, blimey, Mary. Oh my god. So uh it's rough. Your chimney need cleaning. <laughs> you know, I don't think those guys really show up in top hats. Which I think if they don't, you should just not tip them. A chimney sweep? Yeah. 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 I mean, well, back in the day the average chimney sweep wasn't expected to live past fourteen. Fourteen? Yeah. Wow. That's where they learned about cancer. Jeez. Pulmonary disease and getting stuck up a chimney. Yeah. Yeah, they got through got through a lot of kids back in the day. You know, the good old days people talk about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to go there. Um sorry I derailed it. But uh What? what British people? What was I on about? You derailed on about show. anything. <laughs> See. <laughs> Uh, so who's next? Was that it? You are. Yes, oh. that's it for me. Okay. 
um, well, since last time. And uh, should should we mention to the listeners that there's been some uh, COVID concerns, uh, which if they haven't had them themselves, maybe they're not paying attention. But uh, yeah, we, we had to uh, kick the can down the road and finally said, let's go back to Zoom for at least a couple episodes. Oh, I thought it was a 2020 nostalgia episode. Yeah. yeah, don't you miss it? <laughs> so great year. I had such a like visceral reaction to like sitting down, and it was like it, my face popped up, and it was like, "Do you want to join?" And I sat there for like five <laughs> minutes. I was like, "Oh, here we go again." Oh, <laughs> it was a little rough. I did all of senior year online, so it's it's oh, pretty. Oh man. Yeah, in my first two weeks, I found out are going to be online because um Hawaii rates have been going up for COVID in Hawaii. They don't have the new variant yet but um they're trying to keep it at bay so my first two weeks are going to be online which i suppose is good you know Mm because keeping everybody safe but i did take a whole semester off so that i could go to school in person so yeah a little disappointed but it'll be all right i mean online in hawaii i I can't complain yeah (laughs) yeah you can have your tie off screen Mm -hmm. from the beach yeah so do you actually go to the beach and then have a crappy dorm room behind you as a, as a fake zoom background? <laughs> Is that a good way you That's can do it? It's do. not that far. I, I know I've been talking to people that do a lot of their like school stuff from like the beach or around. I'm like, Oh, okay. Sounds All good. Right. Yeah. Cause I've, yeah. you know, been in my room doing school since freaking of February, one of the Februarys. Mm-hmm. been one five years them. ago. I don't know. Yeah, last year was about five years long. Honestly, yeah, it was fun. Everybody was like, oh, we get an extra week of spring break. And then it was just, (laughs) (laughs) and then I graduated. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's how work was. It's like, ooh, we're going to take a week off. And maybe two, and then don't (laughs) bother coming back. (laughs) Yeah, why don't we just all quit doing everything? Yeah. Kind of seems that way. Um, all right. Recently watched. Uh, let's let's go way back to in between the last episode, which was weeks ago, and this one. I watched Gremlins, which somebody Yay. told me <laughs> I hadn't seen it in a long time. But um, somebody told me that this was a perfect expression of uh, of the, uh, the the whole COVID pandemic thing. It uh, the Gremlins come from China. Uh, <laughs> seriously this is this is a thing uh simple instructions americans don't follow it and chaos ensues <laughs> yes tell me what part of that is incorrect you could make like a venn diagram yeah, yeah. just a circle <laughs> yeah the uh the old Red ones are a lot cuter than covid though yeah, you've seen COVID up close. <laughs> How about a baby COVID? Well, I mean, they do make those big eyes. Like different viruses. Viruses, that's the plural. Yeah. They make the stuffed animals that are like the different I little saw germs. those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that I'd want it, but. No. Um, Here's staff. There's the, the, <laughs> there is the retelling of a chim- <laughs> chimney-related death in this one. Speaking of chimney sweeps, uh so Gremlins was a good rewatch. Um, there's plenty wrong with it. I hadn't seen it in years, so uh, it, it it felt Christmassy. Yes, <laughs> uh, it's surprisingly mean spirited, isn't it? 
It, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And Dick Miller's in it. Oh, yeah. and if you're a fan of Breaking Bad, uh, Jonathan Banks, a very young Jonathan Banks is in it, the guy who played Mike. Really? Yeah, he's uh, the sergeant or w- whichever one of the cops. Oh, okay. I, I did a little screen capture. I'll send it to you. But, uh, yeah, he, he was in Beverly Hills Cop and uh, Gremlins. He was just your character actor that would yeah. pop up as a thug or a cop or whatever. Um, there's a uh, Kevin Hart movie on Netflix called True Story. I watched uh-huh. that one. Um, I think it was a mini, like a limited series or something like that. Uh, we watched... Being the Ricardos, which was on Amazon Prime, and uh, oh, how was that? It was good. It was uh, well, the way it was told was different than what I expected, but uh, it was, uh, I think, pretty faithful to uh, the story of uh, uh, Lucy and Desi. And uh, that's not what I want in a biopic. <laughs> yeah, you want? I want wild exaggerations and superpowers, out and out lies. Yeah. Uh, Javier Bardem did a, a better job than uh, I think anyone else could have done. And, so that was kind of cool. Uh, for people who don't know, uh, if you ever watched I Love Lucy, um, it, it was kind of an interesting thing that uh, Desi Arnaz was a huge superstar in Cuba and he was totally in Lucy's shadow a lot. And I don't think he liked that. No. But he was a very talented guy. Um, Shrooms. You ever seen Shrooms? Yep. Yeah, that one was available on Prime. And um, I watched a documentary. I don't want to go into that one too much. It's about a bunch of uh, a bunch of Americans who go to Ireland, and they're going to go on a little shroom uh, adventure in the woods. And, of course, they're warned, and they don't listen. And things go wrong. What? And, yeah, and you're not sure if it's In real. a horror movie? Yeah. And you're not sure if it's real or imagined, because shrooms. Um, yeah, I don't want to spoil that one because maybe that'll come up with Irish horror along with, uh, boys from County hell. And that's only a couple months away. Uh, closed for storm. This was a thing on Netflix that was about uh, a theme park in new Orleans. And then of course the hurricane destroyed the entire city, including this theme park. And it just never reopened, but the city is dragging its feet to do anything with the area. And there are other people who want to open a theme park there because a big part of it is the concrete's been poured. <laughs> so apparently that's half the battle. So they, mm. you know, uh, the city is like, no, nah, let's just leave this site of wreckage here, this abandoned park that people sneak into and take pictures and graffiti. That's that's better. Where else is an old man going to run his schemes <laughs> right. to take over the city than an abandoned amusement park? Yeah. Like New Orleans is just episode. looking ahead. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Scooby-Doo theme. I've seen Scooby-Doo too. <laughs> Scooby-Doo theme crossed New Orleans. So you go there and there's a mystery involving jazz and booze and bare breasts. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a fun time. It's New Orleans. <laughs> now, now the... Um, the, the two new ones I watched around Christmas time, um, and I think Will has also seen this one, Jolie, and I don't know about you, and Ziggy, I don't know about you, but Advent Calendar is on Shudder? Yeah, not seen that. Okay. so um, it, It's a pretty good uh, Christmas horror movie. Yeah. So 
take that for what it is because you know how quality uh, Christmas horror movies are. Yes. What high standards they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I, I enjoyed it, but uh, it's been better than, than the last maybe two or three years that I've tried to find something new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not easy. And then uh, Fat Man. Now, this is one that maybe could be rolled into uh, into the uh, wintry horror. Uh, this one is about a different imagining of what Santa Claus might be like. But what the, the basic focus, the basic plot of this one is there's this spoiled little rich kid. And he's like early teen or preteen. I, I want to say preteen. And he's always gotten blue ribbons for the science projects, but uh, this time he comes in second, and he can't handle it. And he is an absolute monster of a little rich kid, and he lives with his grandmother because his parents really can't be troubled to be there. And uh, we keep seeing some other scenes. Uh, Walton Goggins plays this character who's a hitman. And you can see from uh, what they're showing you that he has a hobby of collecting, like really an obsession of collecting things that were given to other children by Santa and actual Santa. And so he's got this really cold museum of a house with these display cases and there's little toys and sporting equipment and whatnot that... uh, he's been able to authenticate were made by Santa's workshop and delivered by Santa himself. Santa is a grizzled old man who's really tough and really tired and fairly annoyed, but he's grinding everything out very slowly. And he's played by Mel Gibson now with a real beard. Uh, He just drives a beat up old pickup truck. He just kind of lives out in the country with his wife but they actually do the whole Christmas thing because there is definitely some supernatural element to it. And uh, at some point, the little boy comes in second, like I said, hires this hitman, Walton Goggins, to go kill Santa. Um, Because in being... uh, No, 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 I'm sorry, I I missed a piece. Uh, He hires the hitman to kidnap the girl who came in first and tells her to... (laughs) I'm really t- giving away some plot points here, but uh, tell, tells her to say she cheated and give it up so he can get the blue ribbon. Uh, on Christmas morning, the little boy gets a lump of coal. Then he puts a hit on Santa. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's funnier than you might think. <laughs> I was watching this movie saying, I have not seen anything quite like this. Oh, okay. So I guess they've let, Mel Gibson out of actor jail now? Yeah, he's been in a couple things. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of the halfway house. And then this one, he's, you know, starring, so. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that one was super interesting. Um, and then uh, I had put this off for like two plus years, two-ish years. Uh, a three-part, I want to say, limited uh, docuseries on Netflix called Don't Fuck With Cats. And I really was not expecting this to, uh, I, was, I was prepared to not watch it, but it's about uh, some creep that puts up a video of him killing cats. And 
a bunch of uh, armchair internet sleuths start trying to figure it out and narrow it down? Can we even figure out, you know, what continent this guy is on? And uh, maybe start to try to identify him. And the guy puts up another cat killing video and they get more clues. And pretty soon they're on his trail. And this goes places I did not expect it to go. Uh, the scenes where you need to look away, uh, they don't explicitly fully show everything, but you see enough of it to where you can easily know it's coming and you can look away. So I would say if you're up for something like that, if, if you like your true crime and... And I find it's really empowering by the end. Like it takes a turn, like it's really dark content but like it's it's really about like i don't know people coming together teamwork you know yeah bad guys lose yeah yeah there's <laughs> there's there's nothing wrong with uh going through some of what you have to go through to get to uh you know good triumphs over evil so yeah totally uh that's it for me <clears throat> all right well, Jolien? Uh, yeah, a bunch of things I worked on have all come out at the same time. So the Ooh. short scopes that came out. Oh, nice. This is a collection of uh, Blu-ray editions of um, a whole bunch of Shaw Brothers uh, kung fu movies. Wow. Uh, from the 70s and 80s. How many are in there? Uh, let's see. There's, uh, it's King Boxer, the boxer from Shantung. Five Shaolin Masters, Shaolin Temple, Mighty Peking Man, <clears throat> Talent Masters, Executioners from Shaolin, Chinatown Kid, The Five Venoms, Crippled Avengers, Heroes of the East, and Dirty Ho. Wow. Huh? What was that last one? Dirty, Dirty Ho. H O. Ho. But, you know, they know what they were doing. Yeah. Uh, I just did the covers for um, Mighty Peking Man and Heroes of the East. And then. Uh, um, the next set, I'm doing the cover for uh, My Young Auntie, which is a terrific uh, kind of comedy action movie, Karahoy. Um, nice. Yeah, she's brilliant. And then the Aliens art book came out. Ooh, very nice. Um, so I've got a piece in there as well, but uh, some really good bits in there. That's so and, cool. Yeah. And... Uh, and I've got a present for you, Richard. Oh, nice. Thanks. <laughs> Whenever we meet up again. Yeah, I have presents here. 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Or 2023 <laughs> now, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah, I have, I have presents right here off camera for you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So I'll, uh, so I'll go through some of my list. And then you just, you just cut me off when you want because it's a long list. Yeah. All right. Uh, leave it to heaven. Um, gorgeous, especially the New Mexico scenes. Really nice colors and lighting. Uh, kind of uh, kind of leans into the melodrama over the character, but uh, it's got Vincent Price in it and Gene Tierney. Um, oh. They're they're in another film noir called uh, Laura, but uh, mm -hmm. this is a this is a color one. Uh, Cornell Wilde's in it. Um, Kind of gets less interesting once the killing starts. <laughs> <laughs> I like weird. the build. Up. I, yeah, I like the, 
the dread, the build up to it is, is kind of subtly down. But once they start, it's like I found it less interesting. Uh, the Double Life of Veronique. This is a movie by Christoph Koslowski, uh, with starring Arin Jakob or Jacob. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, I mean, you know his movies. Yeah, from the Three Colors trilogy. Three Colors and so on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's got as kind of the observation of details and the empathy is, is kind of like a, the only other director I can think of who does that is uh, Hayao Miyazaki. Wow. Um, I've watched a bunch of versions of uh, The Cat and the Canary. Um, so there's the 1939 version, which made a star of Bob Hope. Uh, these are these are old dark house movies, which are like uh, these are your movies about psychos knocking people off one by one before there was such a thing as slasher movies. Um, so this one's uh, people get they they gather in an old house. Uh, there's reading of the will. Um, there's a maniac in a mask turns up and starts knocking them off, and you know they got to figure out who it is. Um, so that one's got Bob Hope, Paulette Goddard, Gail Sondergaard, George Zucco. Um, uh, so Insect Woman from 1962. It's a Shohei Imamura film. Uh, it's about life of a woman who lives in this uh, mountain village. Uh, and it's basically her life over the course of the 20th century. Um, it's really miserable for about two hours. <laughs> Is that it? But, uh, uh, but she's a survivor and, you know, she, you know what Japan goes through in the 20th century. And uh, um, so it's uh, a lot it, of monster uh, attacks. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of giant monsters. Uh, but it is interesting because it's like a history, but seen from the bottom, you know, the, the poorest people in the country. No. Oh, yeah. Having to live through all the things that they had to live through. Uh, finished watching another superhero series called Inazaman. This is from 1973, uh, and Asman Flash is the second half of it. Um, this is probably one of the most uh, gory, bloodthirsty Japanese superhero series I've seen. Uh, as I said, uh, one of the monsters is called uh, the Guillotine Despar. Wow. <laughs> it goes around guillotining people. It gets really bloody. Um, I saw, like a portable uh, one? Like a guillotine on the go? Yeah, he's he's this kind of walking guillotine. So he's got this like guillotine thing with all these bloody skulls mounted on it. And that's part of his body. So he'll catch up with people and then just like, slam off their heads and leave them lying around. Huh. Um, so the the, the book, I've, I've been wanting to see this for ages. This is a 1937 movie. Uh, this was just made to play on the Jewish cinema circuit. Um, uh, so it's pretty rare uh, it's got really painterly shots uh, but very slow moving um, especially when old people are speaking because they're just declaiming stuff they're not really acting mm. um, but it's the first screen of exorcism um, so this is about uh, there's a spirit who guides this couple who are destined to be married and uh then the, uh, the woman's father wants a rich husband for her instead of the poor guy she actually loves. So uh, the poor guy uh, turns to Satan and uh, conjures up a dibuk which possesses people. Anyway, um, 
let's see, uh, watched, um, oh, the 1927 version of The Cat and the Canary. Uh, this is my favorite one. Uh, this is directed by Paul Lenny, who is like one of the um, German expressionists. Um, he did Waxworks, The Man Who Laughs, and so on. Uh, this, is, this is a really funny uh, horror comedy, old dark house mystery, really inventive camera work and graphics. Uh, it's got the most grotesque killer of all the versions, and it's got a killer POV shot in it. Wow. Uh, it's in 1927. There you go. That's pretty early for that. Yeah. I think it's the first one I know. Wow. The earliest one I know anyway. Uh, Monster Seafood Wars. <laughs> As you might huh. imagine, this one's from Japan. Um, Sandai Kaiju Gourmet. Uh, yeah, this one's like a really thin joke stretched to feature length. It's basically this uh, giant squid and a giant crab and uh, giant octopus have fights. And then the the debris from their fights gets picked up by people and they turn it into sushi and so on. And it it's uh, especially tasty. There's this big craze for eating monster bits. <laughs> <laughs> I did mention this was made in Japan. Yeah. Oh. Um, a Town of Love and Hope. Uh, this is uh, Nagisa Oshima's debut. Uh, this is another wretchedly miserable film about very poor people struggling to survive. Uh, there's two women. There's a rich girl and an English teacher who tried to rescue a boy from poverty. Uh, it's really beautiful looking. Uh, sad movie. Uh, watch season two of Pennyworth. Have you seen that one? No. No, how's that? So Pennyworth is Alfred Pennyworth, the uh, oh. butler to the Waynes in Batman. Oh. So basically his, uh, his, his young days. In, Bottling? Uh, mid-century England. So he's like, he's been in the SAS He's got a couple of buddies from the SAS and he's running a nightclub and he's also doing jobs for people on the side. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I love those. Um, Check it out. Yeah. Um, West Side Story, the 1961 version. Uh, love it. This is the Robert Wise, Jerome Robbins version. Um, I'm going to watch the remake. Yeah, I will eventually. Um, so this one's actually pretty good. The yeah, yeah. Uh, they shot it on like some kind of cool film, something. So it looks really pretty. I take issue with a couple of the actors that are in it. I think like their personal politics, but yeah, I don't know. I think I might try to see it because I've heard it's pretty good. In yeah, the new one, they actually cast Puerto Ricans as Puerto Ricans. What? Mm -hmm. Huh? Yeah. Um, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Like the 61 version, they're played by Natalie Wood and people like that. But. My school did um, uh, In the Heights as a school musical, um, mm -hmm. but they I should have auditioned because they would have let me in just for being um, darker than <laughs> some other people. I mean, I'm not very uh, theatrically talented, but um, our cast was so white that everybody called it In the Whites. Uh, we almost had to cancel it. Yeah. Ooh. It was pretty good when you once you got past it being about like a very specific ethnic community and yeah. it was all played by like white kids. <laughs> yes, yes. They Why did our all white school though. pick a raisin in the sun to be a play? 
what uh, were we thinking it's, it happens uh, the, the play before was the producers and um there's oh. like a scene like there's like a musical number with a bunch of like nazi propaganda or something or nazis themselves and when we were rehearsing i wasn't a part of it but when the school was rehearsing we had a fire drill and my school's on quebec oh. or at least it was and so all the kids in their uniforms had to go outside and stand in quebec and so they rolled up their little like armbands oh god yeah <laughs> Oh. Yeah, it's pretty, it pretty good. Um, you guys, we should go out for coffee. Clearly, <laughs> I, I went to an art school for context, and so we take our school musical very seriously. Like they rehearse all summer, um, but we've had some nice. some fails. There was also for the producers, is like we had to paint like a giant like swastika, but the person who did it did it backwards, so they had to like redo it a day before the actual play. Because you know, it's backwards; it's an entirely different symbol. Yeah. Yeah, good times, good times. Yes. Wow. <laughs> is but that it, your dog? The original, yeah. yes. This, this is Gordon. Oh, you got a hello. dog. Hi. We've oh, never yes, met Gordon. I know your dog. <laughs> but Gordon, hello. <laughs> yeah, the original West Side Story's got uh, the horror connections. You've got Russ Tamblin in it and uh, Richard Bamer, and they both turned up in Twin Peaks. Uh, John Astin's in it. Mm hmm. Um, before he was in the Adams family. Uh, Simon Oakland's in it before he was in Kolchak. He plays this racist cop. Hmm. Uh, it's got really strong language. It's quite surprising. I, I've forgotten. Is that Officer Krupke? Uh, no, he's the he's the kind of local beat cop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Simon Oakland's this uh, detective who's... Uh, okay, yeah, he, I remember. Uh, he wants to... He tells all the Puerto Ricans to go home and... Um, but um, it's got uh, titles by Saul Bass, did Psycho, etc. cetera. Uh, watched a couple of things off the Fangoria 300. Watched some Wintry 3. I watched several versions of Cinderella. Uh, I For watched... Fun? Sorry? For fun? Yeah. Have you seen any versions of Cinderella? Yes, I find them all very boring. <laughs> Yeah. Except for the one that has like guy from Game of Thrones. That one's pretty good. <laughs> My favorite one's the uh, Kenneth Branagh one from like seven years ago. Mm, I haven't seen that one. No. I don't know. Um, I think the most boring one. That's a new one though. It's pretty bad. The most boring one is Cinderella with Jerry Lewis. Ugh. Ooh. Uh, but it's directed by Frank Tashlin. It's got Henry Silver in it as one of the wicked stepbrothers. <laughs> Uh, and Robert Hutton is the other brother. Um, yeah, that one's pretty dull. Uh, watched Oliver watched uh, uh, one of the traditions in uh, uh, Britain when I was a kid was the BBC would put on a ghost story for Christmas and it would be an adaptation of a classic ghost story by M.R. James or Charles Dickens or something. But they're really good. Um, and they're all on YouTube now, so we watched a couple of those. Uh, they didn't. They did another couple recently. They're trying to revive it. So, uh, uh, yeah, check out those. Uh, watched uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Have you seen that one? Yeah. Uh, what What do you think of that one? It. Um... <laughs> I'm inclined to like any Wonder Woman thing, but it was not my favorite. I feel the <laughs> same way, but for specific reasons, they. I want to say it's because they focus so much on trying to make it. Uh, be of that era that you know and it's not really 
important for it to be a period piece, but that's what they're doing with it. Yeah. And uh, I think just let Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman and not uh, try to be like, look how 80s this is. They're in the mall. Yeah. Right. I thought it made her look stupid. Um, I, I love the first one. Yeah, the first one's great. Um, like, uh, you've got this monkey's paw situation. Nobody considers uh, any repercussions from what they're doing until, like, a good hour and a half into the movie. Hmm. And a bunch of really thick people. So it's got a really bad script. Um, but, you know, the cast is good. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, so Fast and the Furious 9. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what happens with a franchise if they get up to 10. By the time they get to 10, you know what happens. Yeah. Space. Space. <laughs> right. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw a Nicolas Cage movie, Prisoners of the Ghost Land. How is that? Um, directed by Sion Sono. It's, uh, so it's got Nicolas Cage and Sofia Boutella from uh, our favorite version of The Mummy. Yes. And Bill Mosley's in it. Hmm. Um, and, like, from the blurbs and the trailers, you think, oh, this is like a, their take on Escape from New York. You know, he's got to go and retrieve this daughter of the rich guy. Mm-hmm. From, from this uh, you know, wasteland, um, but it it never really cuts loose. It's uh, it, it's just like there's an allegory about Japan American relations, but it, it it never gets wild like it promises it it will. Um, but Nicolas Cage gets to yell uh, testicle really loud for any particular reason. It's yes. in his contract. <laughs> yeah, it does every movie every movie now he gets yelled testicle yeah <laughs> doesn't matter the context oh good anyway i'll leave it there all right so well, so our tradition of what the... are we like six hours into this now <laughs> something like and i'm that. gonna extend that yeah so this is part one this is part one uh i watched a lot i found a lot of uh Film noirs on YouTube Ooh. that have been uploaded recently. Uh, some of them look great. Others, it's uh, almost a Rorschach test of <laughs> white and black blobs moving around because it's really blown out and there's no depth to the shadows anymore. Uh, I started watching uh, uh, teen uh, delinquent films from the 50s because. Uh, Whenever we met last, we talked about exploitation films. So mm-hmm. I started watching those again because I like those. But I watched High School Confidential. Oh, yes. Uh, pretty good. Uh, just give you a rundown here. The Delinquents, Teenage Devil Dolls. Uh, that I can't remember all of these, but uh, some of them better than others. Uh have you seen the high, high school Hellcats? Yes. <laughs> I didn't watch it this go around, but I'll check and see if that one's on YouTube too. Uh, yeah. Wow. It's been a while. So I can't remember most of these. Uh, there was a, wow. I should have written more notes. This is terrible. Uh, well, we'll, we'll skip ahead. Cause I have a winery three here. 
I watched uh, Till Death, which is a new movie. I only watched it because Megan Fox is in it. I think she should get more work. Uh-huh. Um, she uh, she plays a unhappily married woman who goes to uh, she's married to a really rich lawyer, and they go to spend the holidays at the beach house or the lake house that they own. It's very secluded. It's the middle of winter. They usually go there in the summer. Um, it was one of those movies. Well, basically, she goes out there and he has uh, found out that she's been cheating on him. Um, she He handcuffs himself to her while she's asleep. And then when she wakes up, he kills himself. And so she's handcuffed to his body and finds out that these, due to a bunch of backstory uh some people who had attacked her in the past are coming to get her and so she has to uh run around the farm and try to evade these people and you know um it's one of those movies where some of the writing's okay and then other times you know they're at this lake house it's supposed to be their house but she acts like she's never been there before Oh. You know, she's like, she goes down in the basement and it's just like, oh, she goes in the closet and there's a safe there and she acts like she's never seen it before. Um, sometimes she can drag her husband's body around by the wrist. No problem. Um, other times it's really heavy. Um, uh, at some point she gets a can of gasoline from the boat because they drained the gas from her car. So she thinks she can just haul that over there um she's since freed herself but the gasoline it's probably 10 gallons so what 70 pounds maybe at the most and she acts like it weighs more than her husband who was a six foot tall guy probably weighs you know 200 pounds (laughs) so kind of silly uh let's see if anything else pops up that was good uh, oh, I watched a vamp or a werewolf movie for you, Richard. What's it called? <laughs> Lichen Colony. Lichen Colony. Yeah, if you want to see how not to do a vampire or a werewolf movie, um, yeah, watch this. It is probably the worst werewolf movie I have ever seen. Wow. It had it had a character break through a plate glass window. That's, they've been doing that since when? The 20s? Yeah. Um, they did a digital pane of glass that broke like like it was some uh, website effect from 1996. Oh, wow. Um, they had a character who was supposed to have a tattoo on the back of his neck. You know, you could draw that on with a Sharpie. You don't have to see it real close. No, let's just do it digitally so it moves around awkwardly while the character doesn't, and it's not at the right angle when he <laughs> moves his head. Uh, yeah, I won't say anything about the werewolves. You'll have to oh, watch please. No, no, no. You, you have to see the werewolves. Lichen, <laughs> lichen colony. Lichen colony. More like dislike colony. 2006. <laughs> it's shot on video. Uh, 
Oof, it is a it's a rough <laughs> one. I watched a series of really bad ones. I watched something called Stitches. Yeah. Which was Oh, have you seen this? It's these people in a house with an old lady who's a I don't know what she was. I guess she was a witch. Oh no, I saw a different one. Oh <clears throat> I've seen Mr. That. Stitch. Maybe that's the I, one. I, I no, I haven't seen that one. Um Ooh, I watched one of those uh, uh, early, another teen exploitation movies, but an early 80s anti-drug movie written by people who knew nothing about teens or drugs. And uh, um, pretty bad. It had a, I thought the character in it was Kim Cattrall in a really early role, but it was not her. Hmm. Uh, avoided at all costs. I watched the most dangerous game because you had mentioned it at some point, Jolien. So classic, uh, the 1932 one. I hadn't seen it in forever, so I put that on. Not the one um, with iced tea. No, <laughs> sadly no. I watched something called She Devil because I thought it was a noir or an exploitation film. Like the um, sideshow one. No, this was about a lady who gets uh, uh, some sort of medical experiment um done to her they're not real clear because the science is pretty pretty threadbare uh but basically she becomes able to adapt to any environment or any situation kind of it was a kind of strange sci-fi movie she becomes uh deranged and impossible to kill and she's driving along in one scene on the highway with her boyfriend we'll say uh, it's kind of messy. Extra, it's complicated. But she <laughs> grabs the wheel and drives them off the road, and the car explodes, and then she's perfectly fine. It was was something mm -hmm. else, not, not what I expected. The way they killed her was a total cop out, though. And well, they didn't really kill her, but they incapacitate her in a really dumb way. Um. Watched a bunch of noirs, some better than others. Uh, but you couldn't do this in November. No, no, no. I should have. Um, I watched a pretty one, uh, not a noir, but a kind of crime comedy from the early 40s called Fly By Night. Mm. Um, story wasn't great, but I enjoyed the, the lead uh, characters. Uh, and now I've totally forgotten their names. Sorry. Uh, that leaves me pretty much uh, with the wintry three. Yeah. Now th this is a, this is a, a tradition we've been doing since the beginning of, of our show where we choose movies that have uh, the cold weather as uh, almost a character of its own or a motivating factor to uh, people staying where they are. So, Whatever is trying to kill them is maybe, you know, less uh, less of a threat than the weather outside. And uh, isolation usually is part of it. So uh, that, that's been kind of the thing. Um, but that doesn't uh, exclude all other movies that have uh, snow and horror in them or cold weather and horror. So uh, that being the case... Uh, Ziggy, what did you watch um, that, that's wintry? 
Yeah, so um, for this specifically, I watched Black Christmas, the original, which was what year? 1974? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't watch any of the remakes. Um, oh. Y'all have done a um, a show on it already, yeah? The remake? The most recent? No, we did, uh, we did we a show. We complained about it a couple of times. <laughs> Uh, so we did a show about the original one, um, I don't know, 25 years ago when we started this show. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in, in the before um, times. In the mm-hmm. long, long ago. Yeah. What did you, th- um, what'd you think of it? I thought it was very interesting. I liked some of the characters um, because they were kind of extremes, but I found the whole thing very unsatisfying. Was it boring? Uh, were you bored? I wasn't, I was a little annoyed the whole time because there was no payoff. The The constant use of um, the like POV camera for the killer was just frustrating because you don't get to see what you want to see or see the killer. Um, the, I guess maybe it's just like you didn't really see graphic deaths until later, but there was a lot of like panning to the side and then like blood, which I'm okay with occasionally, but like, I want the goods, you know? Um, And then the end just was very disappointing. Um, Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was all right. Um, You know, this director gave you a really good um, scene of a brutal beating in a later movie. Uh, But uh, have you ever seen a Christmas story? The regular Christmas story? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure if there's like a horror one because I haven't seen that. It's no, just like this is the same. Di- <laughs> this is the same director. Mm-hmm. So when uh, yeah, yeah, when uh, when uh, Ralphie beats the hell out of the uh, the bully, <laughs> yeah, that. So you, know, you it, it took a couple movies to get to it, but uh, you got your payoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I understand it was supposed to be uh, a lot bloodier than it turned out. The script Christmas was story or Black Christmas? Black Christmas story. Yeah. <laughs> Did I clear it up? Uh, no. Uh, yeah, Black Christmas was supposed to be a lot more violent, and I think they toned it down for whatever reason. I can appreciate the slow burn in horror. Um, it was just... I just... Uh, it was really frustrating and the end wasn't like succinct really it didn't wrap anything up which i guess was either to set it up for another one or just to be like oh no a cliffhanger um but no i I didn't like that very much i liked that the cops were idiots that was hilarious um (laughs) i liked the the matron lady who was like their little authority leader she was hilarious i think the main gal or not to hang on, let me. I have two monitors now that we're doing this online, so I can like do the. <laughs> the, the yeah, Olivia, Barb. Olivia Hussey character. Yeah. Barb was. No, um, Barb is the Margot Mar- Ketter. Yeah, the like mean one. She was fantastic. I loved yeah. her. Yeah, uh, she should have been the lead. Yeah, <laughs> she was way more. I don't know. Like charming, I guess. I like wanted to follow her instead of the yes. main yeah. gal. Um, but because we like never saw the killer or really any of the kills and there was no like 
clear direction. Like none of the like tormenting had like a a purpose or a meaning. I was a little frustrated with the whole thing. Um, I assume if I watched the remake, there'd be some of that payoff, I guess, just because more modern horror movies have the like blood, ooh, shiny, you know, that I like <laughs> um, in their slasher movies. Uh, I'll tell you all about the remake, Karen. But... <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you watched? Yeah, I watched. I watched three Black Christmases all in a row uh, on the twenty uh, second. Right. I thought we were recording so on the twenty third, and uh, yeah. ooh, wow! Yeah, I watched um, just the first one, and then I watched a couple other Christmassy or not Christmas like wintery movies. Um, I watched The Lodge again, which I think you guys have talked about already. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really like that one. So I watched it again. Um, Did they get you with the twist the first time you watched it? Or do you kind of see it coming? I out? kind of saw it coming, but like the end is like a twist unto itself, you yeah, know? The, this is and true. I really liked that. Um, and I, I think that like with like the psychological type suspense or horror, the slow burn is really good. Like I've been looking at reviews and a lot of people think it's very boring. The movie did not do well. But um, I don't know. People that did appreciate the like slow and like the kind of uncomfortable dun 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 of it really mm-hmm. liked it. Um, and I really liked that main actor who his name is Jaden something or other. He's um he's from the It remake. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I really like that movie. Um, I also really like the like mystery of the cult theme and the like you get kind of lost in the like is it you know the the elements getting to him is it that she's off her meds is it that the kids are doing it is it someone in the house um again i just didn't like the dog dying why did you have to kill him why didn't why the dog man (laughs) um but yeah that one's really good um I was at a friend's house and we watched, there's this movie called The Open House. It's a Netflix original. It's not very good. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, my expert opinion. Um, yes. But it takes place during winter. It's this like family, they move into a neighborhood and it's got that like get out vibe where everybody seems like they're in on something that you're not in on. And it's like kind of creepy. You're like, oh no, what am I missing here? With yeah. all these like suburban white people very scary <laughs> um but uh there's um i've talked about it before i think i don't like i don't like finger things i don't like hand bricky finger things but there's a scene where the killer person has like um the mom i guess and she's like tied up and then he like breaks all of her fingers but like gives her the knife to like free herself Ooh. but she can't because her fingers are broken ah, bad 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 vibes bad um yeah but the movie itself there was snow i believe it was winter (laughs) yeah it was christmas Um, yeah right um and then this was like a while ago but i did see it and i was like oh there was snow uh crimson peak i don't know if y'all have seen that movie i really like that movie it's del toro right yes do we know yeah um he does aesthetics and like visuals really beautifully and creatures his creatures are so good 
so the coloring, the costuming, the creatures in that movie are all fantastic. Um, and it's the story of Bluebeard, which I have some weird childhood memory of being read that story when I was like in kindergarten through second grade. Don't know who would have done that to me because it's scary. Um, but I thought I'd made it up until I read The Shining and they talk about that story. And I was like, wait a minute, this is a real thing. Oh, I have cool. no idea where that came from, but I've always known that story. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I really like that one. It's kind of problematic. And um, I have a friend whose dad has also seen it. And we debate all the time because he's got some interesting thoughts about especially the female characters. And that just like riles me up. <laughs> debate team champion uh, in those moments. Uh, but yeah, that's all. That was kind of a long list. <laughs> now, th- this is a um, Black Christmas. This is a favorite of Jolien's. So I'm sure mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some things he could tell us about this that, uh, you know, a first viewing or for me, a, a, probably a third viewing of the movie. Maybe we missed some things or didn't know some behind the scenes stuff. Jolien, do you want to tell us anything about uh, like some of the, the production of this? Do, do you have any... Uh, any any cool stuff to add? Uh, well, the uh, the director is a friend of one John Carpenter. Ah. And after Black Christmas, he was thinking of making another movie based on a holiday theme. <laughs> and guess what happened? Um, they're not friends anymore. A leprechaun movie. Oh, no, leprechaun they're, they're, movies. That's what I was going to say. They're still friends. They're you know. <laughs> Uh, they're fine about it, but uh, you know, it was just such an obvious thing to do. They they, they were just amazed that no one else had done it. Halloween, um, yeah, and you've got like, uh, you know, it's like a, it's like the basically the first slasher movie. Uh, you've got semi supernatural killer, POV shots, uh, final girl. You know, you've got so many familiar things in that. It definitely quite, felt like an early quite. slasher movie, which I yeah. totally appreciate. But it was, it was a lot. I don't know. It was for me mostly. It was the the killer camera POV thing. I mm-hmm. felt like it was overused, maybe because it was like a new thing. Um, yeah. But it just didn't. I don't know. There wasn't any payoff for me. Um, it, I also didn't it, turn it, captions it, on because of the like phone mumbling calling in. Oh yes. Well, that is, that is illegible. They got what they what happened with that. They got uh, three different. I think there's at least three pe- different people doing it. There's like men and women doing it, so it's just like it's this That's mad cool. screaming, and you couldn't figure out the gender or what, what they were talking about. Uh, it's just disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool, and I think I just expected more like plot, I guess, than just the like individual kills i i don't know because it seemed like they thought it was like the boyfriend you know or the the calling felt very personal um and then it was just like don't know and then it finished like that i still don't know (laughs) i don't know if i thought that the first time i saw it but it gets i I found it it still creeps me out the ending because the whole the movie there that they're leading the police to think that it's the boyfriend's you know, there's like two boyfriends you think it might be doing that but then at the end it's like this completely weird thing it, you don't know who it is what it is and they're still there and she's yeah. on her own uh it's, it's just really creepy the <laughs> call coming from inside the house i like yeah. because i feel like maybe it's just because i've seen other movies that have done that but mm-hmm. like i felt like the audience like catches on before the police do yes um 
which is awesome because then you're just waiting. You're like, come on, get to it. You come yeah. on, you know. Um, and that was really scary. I didn't you understand got... the technology. It was so old. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole telephone exchange. Yeah. Like running he's up and like down. Trying to, yeah, he's trying to like track the call. And it made me think of, what's that movie with um, Benedict Cumberbatch? Where he does the guy who invented some machine. Oh, yeah. The uh, the imitation uh, games. <laughs> That's what it yeah. made me think of. <laughs> it was like old, old. Yeah, he, he plays uh, Turing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was back in the 40s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, and I think the scariest part of Black Christmas for me was just the phone calls because I don't know, like your phone now scans a lot of calls and it's like, yes. hey, this isn't good. But especially as like a young lady, it's like, oh yeah, you no very way. spooky. I mean, no way. Um, but you got you got that one cop who's pretty smart and he cares about them. Yeah, but he's played by John Saxon, who also played a police lieutenant in the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, so this is like. 10 years before that. Right? Yeah. And I ask, why is this one of your favorite movies? Uh, it's atmospheric and it's Christmassy and uh, <laughs> it, it's, uh, it's creepy. It's uh, some beautiful shots in there. Uh, great cast. Yeah, yeah that... it's just uh, thoroughly entertaining. I like that, uh, uh, that you don't find out who the killer is or anything about them. Um, there is one problem I have with the movie that I caught this time. Um, they do the POV shot for the killer through most of the movie, but at the very end, uh, I can't remember her character's name now, but Olivia Hussey's character. Jess. Jess, that's right. She goes up the hallway and she's looking around and they do the same point of view shot for her character that they did for the killer. And I did not like it this time when I noticed it. It was just seemed like they should have kept it as the, you know, just the killer's point of view. I almost thought watching it this time was uh, it'd be creepier if the killer actually was carrying a camera around and filming this while <laughs> hiding out in the house. Yeah. <laughs> that would have to be a pretty big camera at the time. At the time, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, technology really did go leaps and bounds uh, starting sometime in, what, the early to mid-90s, I want to say. Yeah, you had to have microchip technology yeah. on coming in. Yeah, once that came in, and man, it was just game on from that point forward. But before that, everything was just a big clunky piece of crap you had to carry around. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to go up and down the ladder with that thing. No. No. No, it'd be too dangerous. <laughs> Wouldn't fit through the hatch. But yeah, the the um, the call coming from inside the house, we had this one and When a Stranger Calls, which I think came later, didn't it? Yeah. That was like 78, I want to say? Yeah. Uh, this so, is the first one to do the calls are coming from inside the house. Yeah. That I know of. Yeah, so we could pretty much pinpoint that. And of course, we're on the lookout for the earliest instances of the uh, of the medicine cabinet door mirror thing. I love yeah. that one. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, you know, I think each time we spot it, we should write down. You know, we should we should all have like a uh, either a, a a message in our in our phone or a post-it note somewhere on our <laughs> on our wall that says, "Okay, I saw this one and it happened." You know, in 1970 something, but yes, yeah, 
And then how far back does it go? You have to. And wonder. I love now because it's such a like classic that people like subvert it, you know, where like nothing happens, however many times, and then yep. you know it happens in a different way with a different mirror or door yes. or whatever. And I, I don't know, the evolution of that is so fun. Yeah, because they they set it up, it doesn't happen, and then they turn and open the regular door, and then... Yeah, it's like the fridge. I get a lot of, like, the fridge ones in, like, fridge modern horror movies, yeah. or, like, more modern ones. Like, there's, like, a lot of fridge doors, because that hides a whole person. Yeah, um, yeah I, think it's, I think it's really cool how that, like, evolves <laughs> through, like, cheesy slasher movies. Yeah, it's never going to go away, apparently. Because <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah, then we got the motion detector one in Halloween 2018. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, though. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. Does that mean... You must take some big steps. Yeah. <laughs> so so Black Christmas, um, like I said, I, I think I've watched it now three times. Uh, I don't know if it was a different transfer of the movie that I watched most recently, but it looked very clean. So I don't know if this is like a new scan of it or whatever, like a 4K scan or something, but it looked sharp. Um, yeah, I don't think they've done 4K yet, but the Blu-ray's really yeah, good. They, yeah. yeah, this must be from the Blu-ray that, that we saw. Um, I watched something called the television edit because it was longer, but I couldn't tell you what was different. That's weird. They, they probably don't do that whole scene with the exchange number. Uh, no, they did that. They did? Yeah. American TV? Uh, yeah. They didn't, they didn't censor any of the fellatio part. Uh, I didn't understand that at all. I had to, like, go and look up what the, like, not the fellatio bit, I understood that part, but the, like, <laughs> yeah. just talking about the exchange, like, number, I was like, how on earth? I was like, why is she just telling him all this information that doesn't make any sense? No idea what she was talking about. Because yeah, <laughs> you that used was, that to have good. to use the first two letters of the of whatever name it was, you know, Montana 305 or whatever would be MO 305. <laughs> yeah, I totally I missed that. I don't know like, why don't know they why. did it that way. <laughs> uh, I don't really understand it myself, but. So weird. Before that, it was just rings on the phone. So you listen for your ring and you're like, family had four rings. You go pick it up. Anyone could pick it up. So everybody could listen in on your calls. <laughs> Yeah, the party line. The party line. That's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. Well, now they have, now they have not just more wires, but enough satellites and whatever. Yeah. Um, now the the, uh, the the opening of this movie where we get that long exterior shot of the house that really that really did feel like John Carpenter borrowed that for the 1978 Halloween of the kill scene where Michael Myers that long wonder that they did where he goes in and murders his sister. Mm -hmm. That's that felt very similar, which kind of made me think, well, if their friendship endured that, you know, Bob Clark and, uh, and uh, John Carpenter, they'll be friends through anything. <laughs> um, so uh, as far as winty wintry three goes, uh, uh, Jolian, did you watch anything new or rewatch anything favorite? Uh, yeah, I watched uh, Werewolves Within. Oh, okay. From last year. Did any... you seen that one at all? I haven't seen it, but how is it? Um, is it better than Lichen Colony? Any plate glass windows? Sounds like it is. I've not seen Lichen Colony. <laughs> uh, this one's directed by Josh Rubin. 
um, screenplays by Mishnah Wolf, uh, based on a video game. Uh, there's a video game. There's also a kind of parlor game called Mafia, but basically yeah. some of the players know that they're such and such, and the other players have to figure out you know, who's the werewolf or where. Um, so it's like loosely based on the video game. Um, it stars uh, Milana Ventrup, who's the uh, she's the woman in a series of commercials. Um, you recognise her, and uh, Sam Richardson. Um, Sam Richardson is—he plays this new law officer who turns up at this uh, small town in the mountains in Vermont, and uh, everyone's this eccentric small town character. Um, there's uh, there's lots of chatter. There's a few laughs. Uh, very little horror. Uh, I thought it made a good uh, stage play rather than a, a movie. Um, I think uh, American Wolf is a better horror comedy. Uh, I think The Beast Must Die is a better whodunit or Who's the Wolf horror movie, and it's funnier too. Um, and I like the leads, but uh, this is one of those quirky indie comedies I really don't Dread, like. Dread, yeah. Yeah. Does it, uh, did they use the um, the cold weather or snow to any any great threat? Um, yeah, because the, it cuts them off. It cuts off the telephone lines. Uh, the the uh, you know that they find the the uh, telephone boxes have been scragged by these claw shapes. Uh, you don't know for most of the movie whether there's an actual werewolf or someone who's just pretending. So I, I won't give it away. But um, uh, there's there's an avalanche as well that cuts off the road. So oh yeah, it sounds pretty plays into it. Yeah, this is not unlike things that happened in The Shining. Yes. Now you can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that that sounds like it's got all the ingredients. So but, yeah, it's got ingredients, but it doesn't make a good cocktail at the end. No, well, that's too bad because you're too telling bad. it, and it sounds like oh, I want to go watch this. Yeah, it thing. sounds like it's good. Yeah, check it out, and you, you may like it better than I did. There's, there's plenty, plenty of comedies that fall flat for me uh, that seem to be popular. So, yeah, yeah, humor is a weird thing. It really is. It, it just doesn't. It, it's not. Uh, it's it's an art and not a science. I mean, you can't just say here's all the ingredients and it's going to make everyone laugh because not everyone's going to think it's funny. Comedy's not funny. <laughs> Comedy. There's lots of scenes where it's like a, a wide shot. And you've got like half a dozen or so characters and they all might be saying something funny, but they're all kind of muttering and it doesn't focus on any of them. So you don't catch what they're actually, well, no. I didn't catch what they were saying. So, yeah, that's no good for a comedy. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> so we've got uh, Ziggy with Black Christmas and Jolien with the, uh, what was the werewolf movie called again? Were Werewolves Within. Werewolves Within. Um, uh, I also saw one called uh, The Christmas Chronicles. We watched that on Christmas night because uh, we were just so tired. We just wanted to watch something brainless. Uh -huh. Is that the one with but the it, like fantasy cover? That's like very like fantasy movie, but, like spooky yeah, kind of? It is a fantasy movie. It's got Kurt Russell as Santa. Oh, how is this? And, yeah, the, the kids want to catch him and get and become YouTube stars, get him on film. 
there's like the, a horror one that's like that or the name's similar and i'm trying to remember what it is yeah um, yeah there, there are definitely similar title one which is straight up horror but this one isn't hmm so it, d- does this mean <laughs> does this mean that uh the when, thing... when uh when kurt russell's on screen it's really fun so does this mean the thing is actually the origin story of santa yes because yeah. I, I saw some meme about that that has <laughs> a split screen of kurt russell from the thing and then one from that movie yeah it's like yeah that that's kind of cool just <laughs> just grow a beard let it go white yeah, there's some scene. There's a scene in uh, Werewolves Within, which is definitely riffing on the thing. Oh, um, right. yeah. There's this like scientist character, and she's like she barricades herself in the room because she knows that someone else is the werewolf, and she can't tell who it is. So she's the first to become paranoid about who's the werewolf. Uh, so it's like similar to the Blair character, from the thing. Yeah. yeah, where they do the the bit with the blood. <clears throat> yeah, they don't they don't go to that, but no. But uh, you get the reference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else from the uh, wintry category? Uh, no, I just saw the ghost stories for Christmas, as I mentioned. But, uh, yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was about three years ago that um, you cleared up for me why the lyrics and most wonderful time of the year mentions scary ghost stories and that's when you mm. told me about mr james and the english tradition yes. of telling ghost stories and i thought yeah I, I thought all those years they were just referring to the um a christmas carol i thought well mm. well yeah and, and dickens is like you know made ghosts part of christmas yeah i mean snow is only part of christmas because of christmas carol because uh, uh when he wrote that it happened to be this freakish run of years it was like three or four years where it was snowy every winter, every Christmas. Huh. Wow. Uh, and it, it just doesn't happen every year. It's no. pretty rare, but then it became a tradition for it to be snowy. So, you know, even in Christmas cars depicting scenes from the middle East, it's snowy. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is, is uh, Christmas in Australia because it happens in the middle of summer. Yes. So, you know, They'll have, uh, you know, whatever, uh, palm tree or whatever, Santa hats right. on it and whatnot. Yeah. Looks yeah, like I called, it's I called a... my brother on Christmas Day and he, he's in Australia and it's like over 100 degrees there. I was going to say, yeah, it's like 95 degrees. Yeah. Celsius. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I watched, uh, as I said, three black Christmases for my wintry three. What do you think of number three? Number three would be the 2019 one. Um, I liked it up until a point. And then I felt that they were trying to mesh two separate sub-genres of horror together. And it didn't work for me. Um, I don't know if anybody else has seen it. Uh, I'll give it away. Um, It's a... It's a sorority again. Um, they have kind of a, a problem with uh, fraternity because one of the frat boys has uh, sexually assaulted our main character. Um, she gets revenge, and then it 
it appears that the frat is taking uh, vengeance back on them. Out that the frat is actually part of some sort of cult and they're being brainwashed and it just kind of descended into nonsense hmm. um i kind of liked it uh uh at some point you think the uh it's only happening in the one sorority house you realize uh it's happening all over campus these attacks and the uh sorority girls take you know uh up arms and they go to fight back i like that part quite a bit i like their i like the little setup um uh, it was just the the secret cult just seemed sort of tacked on um seemed like the movie was grounded in reality and then you had this cult that was supernatural yeah, i think it ruined it mess. yeah it did not it, it kind of uh, let the boys off the hook it totally it, let the boys off the hook and that, that was being bad because it, of the devil you know it's, yeah no it could have been you know and that why did this guy have to have a secret cult to be you know uh some sort of secret misogynistic society that's not secret now i mean that's just society why is he hiding he acts mm -hmm. like he's he's had to stay hidden in the shadows because men are powerless but that's not the case at all so why why is he hiding it didn't make any sense you know um yeah uh having said that <laughs> it's better than the 2009 version <laughs> of black christmas <laughs> the 2009 version of black christmas is if uh rob zombie had signed on to do halloween say and then had to drop out and they hired some journeyman you know uh director come in and finish it up that is uh exactly what black christmas 29 or 2009 2009 is uh they add a backstory to the killer like that ziggy they go on and on with it it's <laughs> everything you would expect it to be there's incest there's there's two killers oh god i ruined it um there's a lot of eyeball trauma so watch That's out for me yeah nice try. um i didn't i maybe i didn't like it because they killed poor harriet the spy in it uh, michelle thrashenberger she doesn't get enough parts either and what, wasn't she in buffy her. yeah she was in buffy she was the younger but sister she, she was always Harriet the Spy. Oh, that's okay. the first thing I saw her in. So, yeah. Um, this was a movie where every character was just so dumb, just really unbelievably dumb. They 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 do that movie thing where they're like, "Let's not split up," and then they promptly all split up. Um, yeah, just. So Shag, but, Shag and Scoob head to the attic. Yeah, it's uh, exactly that, you know. Um, they, they make it extra gross. It's it's gorier than the original, uh, but I don't think that adds anything. Um, for some reason, the killer is yellow. Like the Simpsons? Yes, or like the yellow bastard from Sin City is what I thought of. 
He's artificially colored yellow. He has some sort of liver problem. Okay. Which it's jaundice. Granted, yeah, it's jaundice, jaundice will make you yellow. And I, I saw. Know I had jaundice. I saw a really yellow guy at the hospital once who was about this yellow. But this just looks so weird. And it's just unneeded. I don't know why they would make him yellow. Hmm. Um, yeah. Weird. Avoid this movie at all costs. <laughs> Good to know. I have one other. It is not wintry, but I forgot it, and I have to mention it because Jolien's been on my case for a year or more to watch Sleepless. Oh, uh, yes. So I watch Sleepless. Hooray! In Seattle. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watch Sleepless finally. Uh, Dario Argento. Yes. 2000. <laughs> um. Whew, not not great uh really full of some really dumb people yes um you get the feeling that argento didn't really like anybody <laughs> thinks everybody's an idiot there's no you know um but it's just it's if it had come out in 1975 it would have been okay i think but because it came out in 2000 and it does nothing new, really. I did like that the supposed killer is a giallo book writer. Uh, I thought that was kind of clever. Um, but that's about the depth of the cleverness for this movie. You said that was um, around 2000? Yeah, I think that was 2000. Well, you know, he finally figured it all out with... Uh... <laughs> His, his How do you have that? Oh, it was like $5. I couldn't not own this fantastic... They should have paid you to take that. Argento's Dracula, The Legend Rises. <laughs> Although when he turns into a praying mantis, that is a great moment of cinema. Yeah, so bonkers. Uh, it's just, it's the only part of that movie that was worth it. And oh. yeah. Sleepless, you got the, the opening 10 minutes, you think, oh. This could be good. This could be a return to form. Yes. <laughs> right off the bat, I, I told Eugenia, because she was eager to see an Argento film we hadn't seen. And uh, and uh, I was like, oh, don't get attached to this poor girl. Uh, and then the next one, like, mm, no, no. Oh. And it's typical Argento. You go through about five characters before you settle on someone who might be the main character. <laughs> um yeah, you do. It starts off okay, and then at some point, it just the wheels come off, and it yeah, just yeah. it keeps getting a little worse. And at some point, <laughs> she decided. My wife decided that it was bigoted against little people, and she wouldn't stand for it. So she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're cruel. They're like you know, basically because the poor guy is a a dwarf, as they call it in the movie. Um, that's why they, ex, you know, suspect him as being the killer. It seems. Uh, oh yeah, not very PC. Yeah, he's Argenta. he's a little person. He's probably the the bad guy. He's a killer. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Um, Weird. There's a puppet in it. Yes. Um, a guy pops up out of the end, out of nowhere. 
Uh-huh. I was so confused. And then you realize, oh, he must have been crouched behind the bar. But how long was he back there? What was he <laughs> doing? That's always the question. How long were yeah, you? Because he, he pops there? up with a gun to, you know, confront the, the hero at the end. You're like, how long was he back there? What was he doing back there? Having a drink? What? Yeah, maybe there What's were going on? bar snacks back there. You know? You know, yeah, a really cool, something. if you're bored at a bar, a really cool thing you can do is those toothpicks with the cellophane on them. Mm-hmm. Perfect blow darts. You put them in a straw. You can shoot them at your friend's sandwich. Uh, shoot them in a... Their eye? Yeah, their eye. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. Perfect. We'll, we'll have to um, do that sometime. Sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Right. We've all been vaccinated. We can do these kinds Toothpick of things. Toothpick to the eye. Yeah, if you're vaccinated, you don't get hurt by anything. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> it does a really cool thing. Um, so no recommend on that one, huh? Uh, highly recommend it. Oh, okay. Um, I did learn a little bit about, uh, it's kind of a wintry. It's a Christmas horror movie. Um, uh, a little backstory about Bloodbeat. One of oh, my favorites. The Wisconsin uh, Samurai The horror. Wisconsin Samurai movie. <laughs> Evidently, it was made by a guy who, um, uh, he and his girlfriend decided to make a movie. She financed it, and he made it. Neither one of them really had any ambitions to be filmmakers. But they thought, hey, we could make a horror movie. Anybody can make a horror movie. Any and then idiot can make a horror movie. It was supposed to be just a ghost. But the director was in Chicago walking down the street one day and he passed a, uh, a pawn shop and there was a samurai uh, armor suit of samurai armor yeah. in the window. And he thought, that's the, the monster, the killer or whatever. Scooby-Doo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so I just love the fact that they didn't have any ambition to make a movie and yet they did. And uh, evidently the people in it, like the, the mom who did the paintings, we knew she actually did those paintings. Yeah, they're pretty good. Uh, they're really good. <laughs> She's evidently that, basically that person, that, that, that character she played and her boyfriend. And <laughs> you know, I, I a weird thing. I don't have any ambitions to uh, play the violin, but I'm going to do it anyway. You guys want to come to my recital? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll put up some money for the violin. Okay. We, we could put you off by blowing sharp bits of wood in your face. I know. I was like, Ooh. I'll bring the toothpicks. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that would work better if it was bagpipes, because <clears throat> maybe you could deflate Ooh. them. Where does somebody practice violin or bagpipes or anything There's else? There's someone in our neighborhood who <laughs> plays the bagpipes. You, like, uh, not this time of year, but... You know, when it's warmer, you can go outside and you hear these distant bagpipes from somewhere. It's quite nice. So they've got enough practice to not just sound like someone's stomping on Oh, yeah, they, they sound pretty good. Okay. The guy immediately next door to us is practicing electric guitar. Ooh. So at odd times of day, he'll just crank up some white stripes. And, but he, he's good at playing the riffs. He doesn't play whole tunes. He just does the riffs. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I lived next to a band house that several bands went through. And so you'd hear somebody playing like the same riff over and over and over or the same drum beat over and over and over. <laughs> it's sick of you. 
Please stop. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be famous. There's a very thin chance that somebody with ten times your talent is going to get famous. So just stop now. Just go get a job. That's a, that's a speech from Jerry. Hey, sunshine, from, you are. From <laughs> minor years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jerry, we used to call him the dream killer. The dream oh, yes. killer. <laughs> I'd lo- I'm looking for some paint to paint. Why bother? <laughs> it's all going to just be trashed anyway. It's all just going <laughs> to gather cobwebs. It's just who you know. Yeah, it's who you know. <laughs> Talent doesn't mean anything. Mm, yeah, there's some truth to that, I'm sure. No, but uh, you know, honestly, you know, if you're if you're a garage band, who cares? Just play. I guess, but don't annoy yeah. don't annoy your neighbors too much. Well, I, I mean, yeah, you might soundproof this stuff, but I'm I was meaning, who cares if you become famous or not? Just, oh, yeah. If, if you're yeah. having fun, that's cool. But yeah, but uh, you know. Don't uh, don't hang too much on that idea because it's pretty rare that uh, that people with garage bands get famous. But then again, yeah. you know, people from YouTube get famous all the time. So what the hell do I know? Don't don't YouTube play in, famous. Yeah, don't play in the garage. Play on YouTube from your garage, I guess. Yeah. So was that it for wintry movies? Because I have one to add that. Uh, sure. It's a Norwegian movie, so I kind of feel like I didn't know what the hell was going on. Like, the subtitles were only telling me so much, but it's called The Mare, M-A-R-E. Uh, this is from 2020. It's only a 74-minute long movie. Uh, basically, what happens in this is there's a young man who, he looks older to me, but I, I think he's supposed to be around 15 or 16 his father brings him to his grandmother's house in some small town on the fjords somewhere in Norway. And uh, he's been having terrible nightmares, this young man. And it just seems like, oh, the quiet and isolation of this uh, this uh, cold uh, fjord town, uh, you know, staying at grandma's house, that'll, that'll help him sort things out. And of course, uh, his grandpa's got dementia, so that, that's going to be no trouble at all. And uh, he has these very layered nightmares where he wakes up from a horrible nightmare and everything's normal for a moment and then other horrible things start happening and ugh, he wakes up from that one. And uh, it, it's uh, revealed as the movie goes that his mother had uh, committed suicide, apparently. And he's staying in her childhood room, her teen years room. Um, and he's found some journals and the nightmares get more crazy and scary and more layered. And it just seems like maybe grandma's in on it somehow. Maybe she's helping to cause these things. And she's, she's been, uh, and and here's the thing. He doesn't look young enough to be as young as he's supposed to be. And she doesn't look old enough to be the mother of who his mom would be. It's so I think the casting was maybe off by a little bit age wise, but um, she starts to become very creepy in his dream sequences and it's cold out, but it's not snowy. So I can't go, hey, this is super wintry, but it's it's cold outside. You can't really just take off running. Uh, there are some uh, shots that look like an homage to The Shining 
with some of those uh, scenes where the you know the camera's coming down from the sky and we're seeing mountain peaks and you know lakes and whatnot uh, fjords in this case. So it kind of uh, puts you in mind of The Shining a little bit. And um, I got to say that uh, there's so much crazy nightmare stuff going on. You don't get a break from it for very long before it happens again. And I think the kid is starting to um, wonder if these dreams are actually reality. Uh, You never forget that you're watching a movie because it keeps doing weird stuff like all the time. And uh, he kind of just wants to get out of there. Grandma's, like I said, uh, tasked with making sure he takes his meds. I think I mentioned that, didn't I? Maybe I didn't. Anyway, she's tasked with that. But he starts wanting to not take them. I think he's been giving, uh, he's been given a a sleeping pill and maybe uh, an antipsychotic of some sort. I'm not sure. But he decides to like cough them back up and throw them in a drawer somewhere or something. So, uh, yeah, the unhinged, crazy stuff just keeps happening. And then his grandpa with dementia ends up running down to the fjord and he has to go chase him and stop him. And like I said, the whole time, you're not sure that it's real. And I don't want to ruin what the ending is, but, uh, there were two killers. (laughs) Yeah. It was coming from inside the house. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, um, Good that it wasn't longer than 74 minutes. It wasn't a bad movie, but it was constantly letting you know it was a movie. It was good for 74 minutes. Oh, yeah. It it makes me wonder if it was going to be a short, and then it just you know kept getting added to, and then they went, oh, damn, like we're almost a feature length. Well, let's just do this. But uh, performances were fine. The, the, you know, the, the thing looked fine. It was, looked good but i just kind of felt like it was kind of jump scaring me a little too much and i wasn't really jump scared by it so but cool but cool it was better than sinister part two was it was part two the yeah. cool part two is, yeah the begooling yeah. the begooling <laughs> that should be the name of the begooly <laughs> Yeah. Not that TV host, Baguli. <laughs> Baguli, yes. <laughs> Son of Baguli. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, that one I would say, uh, give it a look. I'm not going to say skip it, but I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing I've seen in 2022. Because <laughs> Oh, uh, real quick before we wrap up talking about Wintry 3. Um, Jolien, you want to tell the listeners what your because you you have you have your personal tradition, which I've been similarly doing of watching something excellent as the first thing you watch in the new year. Oh, what did, what did you pick? Uh, Forbidden Planet. Yes, and it's, I, it's one of my top ten. I did yeah. I did the opposite. I watched Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yes, <laughs> I watched Sleepless. <laughs> Is no, it... I didn't know about this. That totally sucks. Dad and I watched the season finale, like the finale finale for Sons of Anarchy. That was the first thing we saw in 2022. Oh, this... And the finale was bad. In my oh. I really liked the show with a lot of issues, but I liked the show. Yeah. And the finale came around. I was so disappointed. Yeah. You know, I'm always disappointed by TV finales. You know the most unbelievable yeah. thing about Sons of Anarchy? Mm. That there's this white 
biker gang that's like, hey, no racism. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, yeah, my really? constant issue is that I'd, I'd be watching it and then I'd take a step back for a second and be like, none of this makes sense. Like all of these guys are like kind of trashy and not that cool, but you get so into it that you forget and all of a sudden they're so cool. And Jax has this fun little walk and you're like, damn, he's cool. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's not. But then, sounds- yeah, like. What's the, the ridiculous things happen, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, what are they gonna do?" He's he, he's very British, and there there's a there's a word he can't say, and I'm I'm trying to remember. Oh, um, we're gonna distribute. The, oh yeah, the, the guns for the Irish. He can't say distribute like an American. I had distribute. the most controversial opinions about characters among my family because both my parents have seen it before, and I've had some friends that have seen it before and none of them agreed with me on any of my like thoughts about certain characters, but it was a, it was a fun ride. I liked the show mostly all in all. Um, I but like I that found pun the you slipped in there with the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did that on purpose. Thank you. Yeah. I know. Um, Pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I found the end to be disappointing. They wrapped up all of the crazy loose threads that they had. Um, very nicely, like all, everything was solved, but then it was just, it was just stupid. I don't know. It just ended, it ended, I'll say with like a very big car chase with the cops chasing him. Uh, and the cop cars were going so slowly. The, the car chase looked so slow. It was funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. They filmed those car was, chases at about seven miles per hour with the camera. And then forgot to speed it up. I don't know. <laughs> Slip by him somehow. That's awesome. So well, we, we did watch the uh, New Year's special of Doctor Who. Have you got that far yet? No, not yet. I was um, for New Year's this year. Um, so a couple months ago, I went to like an anime convention, I guess. Um, and the same group did does a New Year's party. So I went to that with a friend of mine. We mm, went as a couple nice. characters, and it was super fun. Uh, we played like Mario Kart. At midnight, it was good. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but yeah, I know there is like a New Year's episode. Um, I wanted to, to get there, but we aren't there. We still got a kind of a while to go. Hoping we can finish it by the time I have a you know, flight in a couple days. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you we'll get through it all. Through. I know. <laughs> I have like two seasons. <laughs> you can get through it. How many episodes here. a season? Six? No, it's like 12 or 13. Oh, okay. But they, they did this uh, run called uh, Flux. Yeah, they have the Flux. Which episode. was six episodes. Mm-hmm. It was a continuous story, and it just didn't like that. That was a chore. But the, the New Year's special is fun. And yeah. uh, you like you like the queer content in that one. Yay! I'm I'm really excited. I've seen a lot of stuff. Not spoilers. But I've seen suggestions. No, of I won't spoilers. say. I won't say. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm really excited. Um, but I like just found out today that she's like quitting the show after three years. Like her reign is like done, you know. It's like mm-hmm. good for her moving on. But I was like, wait a minute, I just got here. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what happens with them. Yeah, I guess that's the whole point. But um, I don't know. You get kind of attached to them. <laughs> so um, I, I gotta say, if we're um, if we're gonna give the listeners a little preview, this is this is episode two ninety nine. Um. Episode 300, uh, we had considered this uh, idea, and if everyone is all for going 
forward with it. Um, Jolian sent me a link to um, Fangoria's um, assessment of what are the top 300 horror movies of all time or something like that. And we talked about maybe doing something where we each um, came up with something that's not on the list. And then maybe talk about a couple favorites that are on the list. And, and also uh, check out one that's on the list that you haven't seen. Yes, that was, uh, that was what idea. it was. So something yeah, that, like that's pick a... one that's not on the list and pick one that is but is new to you. Yeah. That's, that's a good yeah, one. One that you think should be one that is but you haven't seen. There we go. So that would be a good way because it's a, it's a 300 and it'll be on our 300th episode. So we can Very uh, nice. go with our supposed experts who are Fangoria and, uh, and talk about um, what is and what isn't on the list and what we have or haven't seen. And I already know what mine is that's not on their list because Jolian's, Jolian was uh, quick to point it out that, hey, one of your favorites isn't on there. And uh, a little a little clue as to what that might be is it's finally getting a restoration that we thought was never going to happen. Mm-hmm. So there we are. Is it Scream? Uh, <laughs> it's um, it's Mummy, the 2017, the Mummy. <laughs> oh, thank God they're restoring that finally. <laughs> it looks good. They're doing yeah. a, a seven. Yeah, I want to see it in 4K. 7K scan. They, they've they've replaced the cast and the plot <laughs> and all the special effects. Uh, they're doing a second uh, plane drop scene, <laughs> so it's going to be great. Yeah, it's it's really slow now. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just uh, that plane shot. That's yeah. the whole movie, but yeah. there's no sound effects. Right. <laughs> Have you seen that clip? <clears throat> yes, it's great. I He's bouncing seen... around. It's like soft walls, and they're going. Ugh, uh, uh. It just ruins the whole movie magic thing. I constantly love the fact that, like, especially, like, dance scenes in movies aren't filmed with music. And, like, you can look it up and find often. Um, there's, like, a scene in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy where the, the main guys, like, walk in and, like, sing in a song. And you can see, like, it without the music. Um, but, yeah, especially in, like, action movies, it's hilarious when there's no music because all of a sudden it's not very serious anymore. It's actually really stupid looking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah when uh, they when they do like uh, dance scenes, like discos and things, mm-hmm. there's just a click track. So mm-hmm. everyone's like on the beat, but there's no yeah. actual music when they're filming it because they've got to record the vocals. Along mm-hmm. along these lines, something really stunning you should all check out is uh, early Van Halen songs where it's just David Lee Roth and not the rest of the band, mm-hmm. where, where they've isolated just his vocals. He's like, yeah, a lot of yows and <laughs> squeals. Yows. And, yeah, like running with the devil. You know, that's a yows. good. Ex- that, that's a good song with a lot of yows and <laughs> grunts and squeals in it. <laughs> but uh, hey, I gotta say, you know, when it's all put together, it belongs in the song. But without, yeah. without the rest of the band there, it just sounds like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's worth a, it's worth a listen, for sure. Um, so if uh, there's no other new business, uh, I think uh, it, it may be uh, a, a delay till the next episode. It might be a two weeks until the next episode, but we'll be super prepared for our 300th 
Um, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk off mic about that at, uh, sometime soon. Like, when can we actually put it together and do this? But if there's nothing else, you guys want to get out of here? Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, yeah. well Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Ziggy. Happy New Year. And uh, you're you're off to school, so I don't know if we're going to be able to get you on the next show via Zoom. If your connection's good, let's do it. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if not, I can always just send you what I watched and, like, top two points. Hey. I'd, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd be happy to share it, you know, or if you put us all on the email or what have you, then, uh, yeah. I'd definitely... I can write in like a fan. Right. <laughs> yeah it'd be our first one yeah <laughs> we've had a few people contact us but for the most part yeah they just well kinda... i mean cease and desist letters are nice but <laughs> yeah. yeah i've actually held one in my hand that was uh a, lo- a long story but it was from Courtney. please Rock. we beg you to stop talking about short men or hitler <laughs> <laughs> or the jfk assassination <laughs> or the jfk assassination no one cares grandpa go to bed <laughs> I wasn't even alive when JFK was dead that's what my friend asked yeah. me he was like uh, you guys weren't even alive then why do you care why do you he care? might be alive <laughs> Ooh, JFK Jr. might be alive oh uh, yeah that's what they say alright let's get out of here Listen, All right. listeners thank you for listening I don't have one this week Good. Two weeks and I didn't come up with one. Well, (laughs) next time.